Morning, Adam. How are you today? I am fantastic. Jack, how about yourself? I am also fantastic. Nice overcast day. No rain in the store, but just going to be one of those gray Ohio days. Not Ohio, but Cleveland. (laughs) By gray, hopefully to some snow and lead to a white Christmas, Jack. That'd be a good thing. Yeah, okay. All right. As long as it melts on day after, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You want to enjoy it for that one day, and that's it. One day out of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a complete convert on, uh, on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving fulfills all the uh, obligations and interests uh, going into Christmas. Christmas is not what it used to be. No. I say that from the standpoint of being a young kid, right? It used to be a lot different then. <laughs> going way back now, okay. Yep. That's, good. That's what it's geared for, all the mystique and good times. Well, it's also a good time, Jack, as as the year kind of comes to a close to try to 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 review and reflect upon what's what's been for the year, and I guess look ahead to the year that's to come. And whether you look ahead um, with some positive lights, some negative lights, some <clears throat> uncertainty, I, you know, I don't know, but be able to kind of look ahead. So it's I think it's a good time of year for that as well, Jack. So as you look back, well, I can't argue. Forward, I can't argue with that. It is good good times to reflect. You have some time to do it, and it's it's perfect. It's just something highly energizing about getting able to start all over again, you know. And it's you know it's a good thing. We got some pretty pretty good uh, pretty good, I guess, timing events with the holidays that are spread out over the year. They're good when they come. They seem very well worth it for the most part. Right. Yeah, Christmas and New Year's that week especially is uh, very special, to say the least. Well, one of the questions we often hear this time of year, Jack, is, well, I don't have a plan pulled together for next year. So is it, it is it too late to plan, right? Or it's maybe more phrased as a statement versus a question. Hey, it's too late to plan. You know, it's, it's kind of more one of those things. And uh, <clears throat> you, know, you and I have been together doing this coaching thing for almost 20 years, Jack, and I remember the early days of Maximum Value Partners, MVP, our coaching business, where we would avoid the P word, the P word. Right? Right. It, was a, it was a it was a four letter word that we wanted to avoid with with small business owners. And for the first several years, we avoided that P word, that plan word. Okay, P L A N being that bad four letter word. And and you know what we found is most owners that we were you know again these are small businesses that we're talking about again you know typically from one to 25 employees and the plans that they have often didn't go beyond today perhaps this week those are kind of how they would plan it just and it was i guess if you look at it and and think about it jack i wouldn't necessarily call it so much as a plan as it was more reactionary certainly for 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 a certain extent yeah that's a that's a valid way to look at it um perhaps more opportunistic yeah, you know, we we get that. You know, we'll often you know you hear different versions of people talk about you know uh, shiny objects or squirrels or whatever they start to reference in terms of just different distractions that 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 will come up in a small business, and it can often be um, very energizing and attractive to go after those new those new opportunities. And if you don't have a plan, Jack, everything can seem like a, like an opportunity and can be a good distraction and. 
In fact, you can spend all kinds of days and weeks and months and years as go by as you're continuing to kind of chase different opportunities or different things that, that kind of present themselves. And so and that's where many folks are at. And so, you know, part of what we try to avoid, again, come back to that, to that P word, that plan word, Jack, is I think many people listening can probably relate to when they hear the term business plan, many of them have probably seen or used or been given a template. Maybe it's from their banker or one of their advisors. And here, just answer these 75 questions, Jack, and all of a sudden your plan will magically be pulled together, right? Magically kind of pulled together. And, and, and there's this, this 30 plus page business plan that's there. It's got all the answers for what you need to do for your business. Yet most, most owners don't spend time doing it or don't believe that, that, it's, that it's worthwhile. Not worthwhile because it isn't. <laughs> that's, that's where we, yeah, it became strongly influenced by academia. And it, it becomes a, a, an effort to understand the terms and, and basically uh, put all the, the schedules together that are required for this. So people, our, our market, our target market, uh, 25 employees or less, small companies, they don't have time for that. Even if they went to graduate school and learned it and had to do a couple of uh, run-throughs, they still haven't learned it. And so it's, it's a big learning academia project that doesn't often yield what you want it to do, and that's to guide the business. You know, you're there to make a run a business and make a profit. And the plan holds out to be the way to do that. Well, we, 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 we don't believe in the business plan as generally stated. We have our own version of a business plan, don't we? Well, that's, you know, the, the, the seven keys to success came out of that in terms of as we kind of went through the first few years, few years of MVP and trying to figure, well, look, to your point, planning, planning makes sense, Jack, you have some planning and it's tremendously energizing for the business to have to have plans in place and to go through a planning process, but to do it in a, in a way that's more user friendly, not only from the planning itself, but also just from, from a utilization and be able to using the plan standpoint, right? And so, you know, to, to, to kind of marry the, you know, having the, the, the right questions kind of asked and, and thoughts going into it, but also balancing that with the practicality of it, right? In terms of how to execute this plan and kind of use it day in and day out and, and to allow for the opportunistic things to come up as well. Because part of the beauty of the small business, Jack, is, and we, we know this from our, you know, our corporate days, and I think many of our audience can relate to it as well, working for big, big organizations, big institutions, they don't move quickly. All right, you have lots of committees and reviews and things that have to happen, and, and, and something might take months or years to happen, whereas in a small business, we can have an idea this morning, Jack, and go try it out this afternoon. Just like that. You know, that's right. That's, you can move fast like that. That's right. So, so to, to be able to kind of to capture that, too, and to kind of keep that in there. And so that's where the seven keys came from. The, and the seven keys are, are designed to boil down all the planning to the, to the things that you as an owner should be worried about and focused on and, and to do it in a user-friendly way where it's not creating this 30, 40, 50 page, you know, business plan that's going to collect dust on your shelf or, or, or better collect dust, you know, in your, in your computer somewhere. Cause you know, it's not going to be you know, used or looked at. So to create things that are, that are going to be user-friendly that can give you some guides in terms of what are you going to do going forward? What are you going to do going forward? And so, to kind of start there, and I guess out of those seven keys, Jack, this time of year, the best one to start with is probably the profit plan, which is key number two. 
Right. Yeah, because people have habits uh, with with uh, budgeting, and our profit plan looks like, in many cases, a budget. You know, the final product, but it's much easier to be done. It's as comprehensive and useful as any planning you're ever going to see, and that's really what it's for. It's to guide you, guide your future. Make decisions. Do you hire this person or don't you? Do you take advantage of a big inventory buy or don't you? Uh, how do you treat your employees? How many of them are you going to have? And what are they going to be doing? You know, these are the kind of things you want to be focusing on. Certainly marketing and sales, the big driver, especially in today's upside down world. But it's still got to be done. Well, it doesn't have to be done, but your chances of succeeding aren't too high if you don't have one. And it isn't that hard to do, especially once you've done it. And you'd be amazed as, a, as the owner of a company, how you got by without a, a good business plan. And we, we describe our plans as, as good, short, brief, and on the mark, and useful in any kind of financial decision you're going to make going forward. So it's very important. The assumptions, the assumptions you use in and posting a sales number forecasted, you know, how, how important is that? That's pretty important, especially if they aren't coming true, either up or down. You know, if they're, if they're more favorable than you forecasted, okay, you can adopt a more aggressive uh, selling style. And if they're not, which is more the case, especially in today's world, then you have to make adjustments to some of your expenses. And that'll keep you on the profitability track, which is what you're after. So I take a, 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 a year of low profits versus a year of no profits. Even though my plan was heftier than, than what's coming through, if I'm profitable, I consider that a victory in times like this, for sure. Well, the, the, the key with the profit plan, Jack, it helps to answer a question I think everybody would like to have, which is, how are we going to make money on purpose? All right. I mean, as simple as that sounds. And, and, and the point of a business, Jack, is, you know, is to make money because it's not making money to your point. Even if they're small profits, if, we're, if we aren't making profits, eventually the company's going to go out of business. You can only right. lose money for so long. You know, if you got money, if you have money to burn, that's great. Or whatever. But again, you, you can only lose money for so long. And so, and, and part of the beauty too of the profit plan is, as you were alluding to, Jack, it, it brings everything together. Everything, you know, all the activity going on in your business, everything from as you're talking about, you know, you know, vendors and suppliers, right? In terms of you know, making buying decisions, in terms of your your customers, your employees and your people, all the things that are that are kind of going on. Everything that, that goes on in your business should be recorded there, so you have a good sense of what's kind of going on. You can see what's going on. Now we know that most folks don't have a rhythm to kind of do that, where they're sitting down and and every month going through their financials and see how things are and comparing comparing their actual results to their plans. And so, like we're saying here, Jack, this is a, easy to get started. And we aren't talking about, you know, going through and, you know, answering 175 questions to get, to get things kind of started. What we're talking about is keep things very simple. So if you have no plan right now, you got, you know, you got about a week to go in the year. Okay. It's a great time to get started. Well, the first place that we would suggest you start with is take a look at how things have gone this year so far. So print off your, your year-to-date profit and loss statement and, and your balance sheet, whatever today is, or whatever day you're looking at it, and see how things went. You know, do you know how things went this year? Do you have a sense of how things went, or do you, do you know how things went? 
So start there and kind of see, you know, did we make money this year? Are we making money this year? And usually this is the time of year that uh, many folks are talking to their CPAs, Jack, trying to find ways to, how do I reduce profit if, if I have profit? This is where everybody likes to go shopping and they're, and they're uh, you know, uh, having their, their section 179 write-offs, right? So I'm going to go buy a vehicle, buy some equipment, you know, buy some stuff now so I can expense it all and reduce my, 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 uh, my profits. But it's amazing, you know, Jack, how few owners know where they stand until they have some discussions with their CPA. They don't know how the year's been going so far. They don't know if they're making money or not. So sure, how many there. times have we seen that? Yeah, yeah. Right. So start there, take, take a look. And, uh, you know, I guess to your point, you're looking through your P&L and saying, okay, well, look, how did this year go? Was it a good year? Not a good year? You know, and one of the ways I guess to answer that is, well, if I had the same kind of year next year, would I be happy or not so happy about it, right? Just start there. And if you feel happy about it, okay, well, hey, let's try to create a plan to do that again next year. Nothing wrong with that at all, right? Um, if we're not happy about it, okay, well, the question becomes, well, what do we do about it, right? Now, if we ask our, if we ask our CPA, they're, they're likely going to give you a guidance in two ways. One is increase revenue, right? Increase that top line. The second thing, Jack, would be to reduce expenses, that's how we're gonna make good more advice. money next year, right? Okay. So, okay. So that's good. That's good. Broad advice from your CPA. My question becomes: Well, how do we do that? How do I increase my revenues, or how do I, how do I, you know, reduce expenses in order to, to increase my profits? And so, the idea of going through the profit plans can help to kind of give us that guidance. But as you start to kind of look through, and part of the reason we have you, we have our clients review their their financial statements is to help to make them more familiar with what's in there. Because again, many of them aren't familiar with, with, with what's going on, what's in there. That's the language of business. You know, what's going on in terms of, are you making money or not making money? And how's it going? Yeah, and they lose a huge, huge tool for, for managing your company without that. I don't see how you can manage a company without having a, a good financial plan. What we like to call a, a, a profit plan. Profit plan is much better than budget. It's uh, it's fun when you embrace it. I mean, you're in business to make a profit. So to have a plan to do that just makes great sense, doesn't it? Of course it does. And, you know, that's what we, we strive for. It's one of our seven keys. What are the seven keys, Adam, by the way? I keep referring to that. We'll, we'll include a link in our in our show notes to it, but uh, it starts with the vision. That's number key number one. That's uh, kind of a five or 10-year vision looking out. You know, where are we trying to go with all this? What are we trying to accomplish? So if we don't have a vision in place, it's it's often hard to kind of be, you know, all we're doing is floating along month to month, year to year, and without necessarily any kind of guide. So what are we shooting for? Do you, do you have a sense of what things look like five, 10 years out? That's usually, usually a starting point. Everything that we do today should plug into that vision in order to make that a reality. Right. The first step on that 10-year visions is the profit plan. That's key number two that we were talking about here a little bit. So getting it forecasted out in terms of our sales and our expenses for the for the next 12 months. How are we making money on purpose? So getting that getting that profit plan kind of laid out. You alluded to key number three earlier, Jack, being the marketing plan, which drives that top line of the sales. So how are the sales going to happen? Well, the marketing plan helps to answer the questions for that in terms of how how's it going to happen in terms of you know which customers do we have that are good customers that we want to get more of. Do we want to maybe sell more to those customers? Do we have certain customers that aren't so good? Do we have to maybe kind of get rid of? So understand who our best customers are and why they stay with us or why they, why they maybe some have left us, okay? And how do we find them? 
you know, are they, are they coming through word of mouth referral? Are they finding us on the website? Are they, are they finding an ad that we did? Are they, are they seeing a podcast that we put somewhere? We got to understand what things we're kind of doing to kind of find more of those folks. So the, the marketing plan helps to kind of drive and make that, make that sales plan a reality in terms of what's, you know, what's happening in terms of what, what activities are we doing to be able to drive those sales. So that's key number three is the marketing plan. As we keep driving through all this stuff, the question becomes, well, who's going to do all this stuff? And as we know, Jack, as a small business owner, often it feels like everything is kind of falling on your shoulders, where, hey, it's more stuff for me to do, and I don't have enough time to get, to get things done as it is. So who's going to do all this stuff? So all those wonderful things that we're talking about doing to be able to kind of grow our sales and make things happen and service our customers and, and do all these things. So who are the people? So the organization plan gets that laid out in terms of what do I have right now? Do I have the people to make my plan happen, or do I need new people? Do I need to add to my team? Do I need, maybe need to switch somebody out? You know, somebody helped me kind of get here the last five years, but they're going to help me get to where I'm trying to get for my vision. So again, understand what the organization is going to be looking like and what's the plan for this year in terms of adjustments or tweaks you're going to make to that organization. Next up is leadership, key number five. So this is looking hard at you. And that's where we spend a lot of our time, Jack, with, with our small business owners is working on them. And working on that six-inch space between their ears, right? In terms of what's kind of going on. That's a big. That's a big deal. It's probably the biggest deal, you know, to make make the owner enlightened with what's what's right in the world today. I mean, it, it's key. He, he or she has to really understand where the where the evolution of business and relationships are. Very important. Yeah, it takes a ton of time to. to break old habits or at least critique old habits and say how ineffective they are. And maybe we could do it this way. And, and chances are, Jack, if you aren't doing anything from a leadership standpoint to help develop yourself, let alone your team, that's probably a good sign that you got to be doing something, right? Because if you aren't doing anything, well, that means you got to all figured out and you become what we often refer to as the old steel guys, right? The, the, you know, these are the folks that have things all figured out and they don't need to learn anymore. So from a leadership standpoint, you know, kind of what are you doing to evolve and develop not only yourself, but, you know, your team as well, and being very purposeful about that. So that's key number five. Key number six is the one that people can, can certainly relate to a lot and is often is the king, which is cash and cash forecasting. And so we're big believers in forecasting cash, and it helps to create a tremendous calmness for the business. And so if you're in the state now where it's week to week, all right, you're checking what, what you know what's coming in the mail or what's been deposited in the bank just to see if we can if we can make payroll this week or if we can pay our vendors. If you're kind of stuck in that in that uh, that vicious circle, we got to forecast things out. We try to get to the point where you can forecast out for 90 days and show it being positive. But if, if you if you aren't positive for the, for the next week, we start with the week at a time. Like we we get positive for the for the next seven days. If so, okay, let, let's go two weeks. Let's go for a month. But try to picture that where you've got the forecast where I know I've got positive cash for the next 90 days. 90 days. You can take that thing and put it underneath your pillow at night and sleep, sleep better because you know you've got three months to react to anything. And you have lots of options when you've got 90 days to react to stuff, Jack, in terms of goods or bads. That's right. <clears throat> Versus where we see most owners, hey, it's, it's Thursday, Jack, and we got payroll due tomorrow, and we're kind of short on funds. So just FYI, just so you know, okay, boss? See you later, right? One of those kind of things. They kind of toss it at you. You'll figure something out. You always do, right? Well, having 24 hours gives you many fewer options than you do when you got 24 days or you got a couple months. So Very cash, true. So cash forecasting is number six. And then the last one, bring it all together, uh, key number seven is presenting, Jack. And the, the idea of presenting is being able to talk about and present your business so that anybody can understand it. 
Okay, whether you be talking to school kids, whether you be talking to your banker, an investor, to your employees, to a vendor, whoever it might be, to your spouse, to, to, to your kids, whoever it might be, be able to explain and talk about your business at, at those different levels. And depending who the audience is going to be, to be able to present and talk about where you're going, how you're going to get there, who's going to do it with you. Again, talk, covering all those other seven keys to be able to kind of present and talk about those things. And so we mentioned the, the idea of having those seven keys in place. That's what we're talking about. And you know, whether you know it or not, as an owner, you're working on those things. Right, because you all have you know versions of that, or maybe you're you're missing some of those things. But from our standpoint, and we've tested this now over the last twenty years, Jack, those are the seven things you got to be focused on as an owner. Right. If you if you are good at those, and there's no reason you can't be anybody. Anybody can be good at them with practice. And if you master all those seven keys, you're going to have a very successful company. We define that as growing sustainable profits. But you gotta, you gotta master them. You gotta work them. So almost miracle-like, especially around this Christmas time, right? Right. That's, that's when you think of miracle. That's <laughs> when you, you, you think differently than you do all the other uh, fifty-one weeks of the year. Well, everything's possibly right, Jack. That's a good thing. And it's you know come back to that leadership and some of the self-limiting beliefs people have. You know, th things are possible. You know, if you see somebody else, we're talking as we're prepping for the show, right? The idea of the four-minute mile wasn't possible until Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile, right? Then all of a sudden, people broke it very quickly thereafter because, hey, it's possible. So what kind of limiting beliefs do you have in your business? Say, hey, this is not possible. Or is okay, well, it is possible. And to your point, now is the time of the year we can kind of get those things down. So so if you're going to go through and, and try to get this planning down, like we said, first, the first thing to, to do is take a look at how things have gone this year. So get that P&L and that balance sheet out. The next thing to do is, is put some stakes in the ground for next year. What would you like to see in terms of your sales and your and your profit for next year? So that's how you start it. That's so right. Just if you're taking some a, broad numbers. So if you're taking a look back at this year, Jack, and all of a sudden, hey, we had a we had a year where we had half a million in sales, a hundred thousand in profit, Jack. Okay. Is that a good year? I, I don't know. You, you tell me. If that's a good year, great. If you if you could do that again next year, you'd be excited. Great. Let's put together the plan that shows that. Put those stakes in the ground. Let's show a plan that shows half a million in sales and $100,000 in profit. We just start there because what you want to do is you want to start the planning around something that's going to get you excited, Jack. All right. I mean, you know, part of the challenge a lot of people are like, well, you know, I don't want to plan to lose money. Okay. Well, neither, <laughs> neither do I. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty life sucking out of you in terms of, you know, you know planning to lose money. So, so again, the idea is to plan to get something that, that, that you as the owner gets excited about, but then also your team will get excited about it too, to make it happen. So, so what plan is going to get you excited in terms of a revenue goal and a profit goal? So just start there. Start there. Okay. Good place to start. Absolutely. And everything grows from that. And that's, and that's the plan for, for, for Christmas. So we do that. And then, and then just pencil out. So the, you know, the, the third thing to do would just be pencil out some key activities for the, for the first 30, 60, 90 days next year to get things kind of jumpstarted. So, so what do you have to do? Right. So if all of a sudden one of your, one of your keys, Jack, is you, is you got to get rid of a bad customer. Okay, well, you know what? Do you wait till July to do that or do you want to get started right away? All right? So maybe you go have that difficult conversation. Okay, let's make things start to happen. Make sure that's going to happen in January, right? Let's, let's kind of move that person along, wherever it's going to be. Or if we're going to do that new marketing thing, you know, we, we're also enjoying some new groups. Let's join those groups. Let's start attending those meetings, right? Wherever it might be. But start that activity. It's amazing because you get the plan down, it starts to kind of direct it starts to direct the activity, right? So the idea being, hey, keep it real simple. We, we, we've given you three points today. Look at, you know, kind of how things went this year. Set your goals for your for your sales and your profit for next year. 
and start to lay out a couple of key activities that you're going to do. Maybe it's two or three things you're going to do here in the next 30, 60, 90 days that are going to help that plan get started. If you start to do that, it's amazing what starts to kind of happen. You know, to your point, Jack, if you've been through it before, you, you can relate to this. But if it's, if it's your first time, it can, be, it can be very intimidating, Jack, to kind of go through this. And it doesn't need to be very intimidating, you know. Um, you know, keep it, keep it relatively simple. We, we, we've seen many of our clients that have grown over the years. They started their first profit plan was one, one sheet of an of a Excel spreadsheet. They had maybe 10 numbers on it, right? And that was it. That was, kind of, that, that was a starting point. And, and you fast forward five years, and all of a sudden they've got 17 spreadsheets that are, that are interconnected and linked together. And it's, okay, so they continue to kind of go because what happens with, it, with this check is it becomes addicting. And people want it more does. of it. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's such a great tool. That's why people, people can't get enough of it. Right. And so, so, so getting that stuff down. So if you, if, if you, if you think it's too late to start, just start with that. And you could, you could get that stuff done in an hour, Jack, you, you, you can take a look at your P and L and your balance sheet for this year to date. You could put down goals for, for, for revenue and profits for next year. And you can also lay out here are a couple of key activities I have to do in order to make that plan happen. You can do that in an hour, in an hour. So can you find an hour here in the next week? If you haven't started your plans yet for next year, I think you can. And you know what, Jack, if they get a little frisky, what we'll do too, in addition to, to, to including our, our link for the seven keys, is we'll include a little link for our, a sales forecasting spreadsheet that we've got. Much more simple Good. spreadsheet. And, and it's got some instructions there for you to do, but you know, we'll include a link for that as part of our show notes as well. So you, you, you can get that as well. If you feel, if you feel a little... A little frisky this uh, this time year. We kind of want to get started. It's a good place to, to be able to kind of start as well. But good word, frisky. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, it's not too late, Jack. It's not too late to plan. It's never too late to plan, and it's often a great reset to kind of do that during you know during the course of the year, even to kind of just okay, stop. Where are we? How are we doing? And the, the key as an owner is, hey, what are we doing next? That's that's one of your biggest jobs as the owner is figure out. What, hey, folks, where do we go next? And they're all looking to you for that answer, right? So. You want to you have that? Are we going to keep winging it day in and day out, week in and week out? Or we have a little bit of planning here where we sort of kind of make that part of how we're going to be operating the business. Yeah, you measure yourself against that plan and you can get pretty good at it, actually. So, uh, yeah, do it. Even if it spills into January a little bit, that's all right. Don't worry about uh, getting it done by December 31st. It's best if you do, but you don't have to. Right. At Adam's point, it doesn't have to be a work of art that takes days and all kinds of resources here. It, uh, it can be pretty simple. Certainly starting it is pretty simple and, and going through it and finishing it up. It's a great tool. Can't say enough about it. All right. So it's a good time, a good time to get started. Let's not wait for the New Year's resolutions, all that kind of stuff, Jack. So let's get started here in this next week and you can get it done and Again, carve that time out, you know, to be able to do that, and, and just get it, get it down, get it on paper. And if you get started, it's like anything else. Starting a new habit. If you get started, that's that's often the hardest step. Get you know, get things mm -hmm. kind of moving. So this is a, a great time you're to be able to do that. And it's not too late. It's not too late to get to get that plan started for the year, Jack. Good, very good. All <laughs> right. Well, that's our show for for today. We want to wish you all a very merry Christmas here and whatever other yes, holidays you might celebrate. Means. By all means. Hopefully you enjoy it and, and have a great time, and uh, um, we'll be we'll be back next week as well. We'll we'll have a show be, you know before the end of the year for our last show for this year, but you know going to New Year. But we want to make sure you you have a great a great holiday season, and and thank you for listening to our show and being part of our show. We appreciate you sharing our show as well. Um, if you missed any of our prior shows, you can get them all at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. I would encourage you to share it with folks as well. If you if you have a smart device and and and, and listen to podcasts. 
that way. Go to wherever your favorite podcast player is. It could be iHeart, it could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and just subscribe to it. You can subscribe to it there and just search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We typically drop a new episode every Thursday. It'll it'll get put, put right to your uh, right to your smart device. If you have questions or thoughts, um, you can email them to us at radio at maximumvp.com. A great place to go search. If you go to our website, Jack, at dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com and click on the episodes button, there's a place there to search and put your question in there. And often you'll find there'll be multiple episodes that address your question. If you don't find one that, that address your question, again, you can email us at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call, 877-849-0670. So that's our show for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you all next week. Very good. Yes. Yes.